Sponsor Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening, everyone. This is Brent and Jeff with The Alter Life. We are glad you're tuned in. Another fresh Alter Life show. Another great list of awesome contemporary rock, Christian, hip-hop, and just amazing stuff. So keep it locked right here. We're excited you're here. And um, we'll catch you on the other side of this first song. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Providence by Abandon. I'm really starting to like their music that we got on this show. We've played some good songs from them. It's a little different, very current sounding. And um, tonight we have a great topic for you. Very fundamental, as I've been saying before the show started. I'm like, this is really fundamental. And it's uh, we're going to be talking about the Word of God. Taking God at His Word. Kids, the secret word for today is fundamental. <laughs> Whenever Jeff says fundamental, scream real loud. Ready? Let's try it. Fundamental. No! <laughs> I, uh, that's right. crazy. Do you I, uh, know what that was from? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're as old as we are. <laughs> what are you doing uh, listening to our show? <laughs> that's funny. We, um, we're excited. The last, last week's episode, we talked about you know who was Jesus and who is he really. And tonight, we're going to be talking about the Bible and the importance of the, the thing that we hold on, in our hands on Sundays and we keep on our shelves during the week, how it's the living word of God and how God has something to say to us using his word. And um, how we can take that to the bank. Take God at His Word is the title of tonight's episode, and we're really excited. We got lots of great music for you. We have a Cutlass double play, a Reliant K double play, a Jars of Clay double play. No. We got all these rhyming double plays. <laughs> it's like a prerequisite for being in a double play is your band ending with A. And double plays are pretty much fundamental on this show. <laughs> ah! <laughs> The fundamentals uh, of the altar life yeah! is such <laughs> that we play music that we like, we talk about God, who we love, and um, hopefully we entertain you. Who we who we appreciate. Uh, yeah, there we go. Let's try to think of something. <laughs> but um, we do appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight. If you've never heard the altar life before, that's what we're about. Music, truth, real, period. That's our motto. And um, you can check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Now, this topic we're talking about, um, it's very important for us to realize that no matter what we face, there's something in the Bible for us. I'm not talking about like turn to Nahum chapter three and you're going to have the answer to your life. But a steady diet of the word of God is all we need to survive. And that's going to sound so fundamental and cliche. <laughs> I just switched it to cliche. Hey, um, we're talking about the Word of God, and you know, some of the some of the thoughts I had about this was, you know, we've got this Bible in front of us that we read from, um, that we know some verses. There's like the Psalm 23. You know, I was just watching a movie, and you know, it was about a football game, and they like quoted Psalm 23 before they went on the field and played. And it was like, you know, the religious thing to do. And um, the Bible is so much more than just a bunch of good stories. Um, a bunch of um, old stuff, old writings and old opinions. And um, the Bible actually is Jesus because, you know, as we know in John 1, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was the word of God sent to earth. And as we read his word, you know, we are actually reading Jesus, which is, we said it before on our previous Altar Life shows and we've talked about um, Jesus and, and wondering who he was, but he 
he is in the pages. And as we study the word and as we learn of him, um, you know, we can trust it like we would trust Jesus as Jesus was telling us something. We're talking about the Bible tonight. Very interesting. And uh, the importance of getting into it because, uh, you know, I can ashamedly admit that I just finished. Well, actually, I'm, I'm kind of proud of it, but not how long it took. But I actually just finished reading the Bible all the way through. So I can actually say that I've read the entire Bible. Very cool. Which is cool. The thing that's not cool is that I started three and a half years ago. <laughs> and if we know anything from one-year Bible schedules, is that it can be done in a year. Um, I, I have to say that I there was a long period in there that I didn't read my Bible every day. And when I started reading my Bible every day, I actually took out a big chunk of that. So I actually started again because I was like, okay, once I read it, what do I read now? Like I knew everything, I guess. That was like my attitude. It was kind of weird. I was like, okay, where do I go now? Right. So I was like, all right, just start over. And I'm already like into chapter 24. And it's, you know, I started like a week ago. So like, I guess the, the process comes faster or something like that. But, you know, the one thing about the Bible and um, God's word is, you know, I don't, you know, I find myself, I read because I need to read because I know I should. And I get, it becomes very dry if I'm just doing it as a spiritual exercise. And um, the important thing is that we ask God and we come to the word of God with the proper approach. And, you know, there are study tools and all that stuff about how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible, and all that stuff. Now, all that stuff is great. But ultimately, the Bible is God's revelation to us. Just like in the Bible, when he would speak to people, he's given us, you know, the authoritative word of God to have at our fingertips and we choose to leave it aside and that's just a it's a disgrace when we think about it and you know we should not be happy and satisfied with that i'm kind of a perfectionist or you know a little bit of a perfectionist and i <clears throat> i tend to have come to the word of god in my own personal reading where i was looking on how to become perfect you know i would read the bible to learn how to become like perfect before god and um, where holiness is great, and I'm not just you know not downplaying the fact that we should live in such a way that we're pure and holy and set apart, but we're never going to be perfect. And um, I think at one point in my life, Jesus had kind of you know in one of those times of reading and praying was like, you know, why don't you read the Bible to learn of me, just to to learn about me, <laughs> um, to get more experience of who I am, and not about how to become perfect, but how to have a perfect relationship with me and know about me in a more clear way and it just kind of changed my perspective as i was reading through his word which is a cool thing god is god we call it god's word oh it's you know it's god's word the bible it's god's word we say it we toss it around but think about it like if i had a book and i said this is brent's word you know this is what brent said (laughs) if i wanted to know what brent thought about things if i wanted to know brent's point of view on things don't you think i would read what he has to say if he read, you know, if he wrote a book about himself or whatever, I would want to yeah. know that. Yet we're like, ugh, let me get my Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone instead. <laughs> the Prisoner of Azkaban. You know, it's, it's outrageous that we would neglect this living and powerful book. And we're like, I read, I read uh, Obadiah once and I didn't get it. So I just threw the Bible down and haven't touched it since. <laughs> I was like, well, what kind of approach is that? What if that was your approach? Guess what? I've never read Harry Potter, and I never want to read it. I never read The Lord of the Rings. I saw the movie. It was probably just as good. I didn't have time to read about how green the forest was for 25 pages and all the descriptions of all that garbage. 
And yet we fantasize about all that stuff. We're like, oh, this is awesome. It's so alive and vivid. Yet we don't get into the word because we say it's too wordy. Oh, I don't. I don't understand it. Come on, not just you know. We don't want to just say read your Bible more, folks. And you know that's the end of the episode. Um, there was actually a Spurgeon devotional. I love Charles Spurgeon. Morning and evening devotional. That's how I just steal all the topics from that. Basically, <laughs> he's not alive anymore. What's he going to do? So you can just stop <laughs> listening to the Altar Life and start reading Spurgeon, and you, you'll be all set. That, yeah, but you have to put your thinking cap on to read Spurgeon because he uses words like "especial." <laughs> E special. I don't know how you do that. It's like email, yeah. but special electronically. <laughs> <laughs> he uses big words. Um, but he talks about, you know, there's a verse in Psalms that says, Remember the word unto thy servant upon thou, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. And that's a great psalm. You know, Psalm 119, one of the longest, the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's all about God's word. It, you know, almost, I think every verse has some reference to God's word or his commandments or his statutes or whatever it might precepts, be. The precepts, yeah. the law, everything about what God has put in place for us. And it's an entire chapter designated and set aside to praise God for his word. So I, the homework is for you to go and read it. Psalm 119. And it's broken into chunks already. Already made chunks. There are 176 verses, I think. And um, I believe there's eight verses, something like that. I was a Bible scholar once. Yeah. Uh, not really. Um, seventy six. But uh and they're broken into little bite sized pieces so you can eat them up like Reese's peanut butter cup to quote cross or, movement. Or Reese, yeah. So good to the roof pieces. of your mouth they will get stuck. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm taking this whole uh, segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Addison Road is gonna be the song that's coming up next, Hope Now. And um you know, the word of God plays a, a very important role in our life in that um, we can actually let the word of God be an anchor in the storm. You know, we can let it be the thing that we completely rely on. And um, instead of just being a nice book that Jesus said a lot of nice things in it, and you know, we kind of think it's cool. So, and it's good for like greeting cards and encouraging people who are down and um, putting inside your kitchen cabinet doors <laughs> when you open up to get putting on your on your bathroom mirror so that you can uh, read it while you brush your teeth. Um, you know, those are all great things. We should have the Word of God around us, but it should be the rock and the anchor that we that we base everything on in our lives, whether it be the direction of our lives, whether it be, you know, um, when we're going through a storm, whatever. It should be the thing that we completely rely on because it's complete truth. It never fails. And you know what? The Bible says that um, it never goes out and returns void. It is always there producing fruit all right that was off the ground by story side b this song has rocked me for the past several weeks and um i just love the the verse where or the chorus where he's saying you know gravity pulls me higher it's like the opposite of what earth does gravity of the earth pulls us down the gravity of the kingdom pulls us up and um, it's the word of God that communicates the kingdom of God to us and that we can be changed and completely you know, lifted higher than whatever is going on in our lives. So anyway, I hope that song was encouraging. Yeah, next up we have a double play by Reliant K. The first song, If You Believe Me. And, um, you know, God pleads in his word for us to believe in him. And, um, you know, Spurgeon, as he was talking in his devotional, God has put these promises in the Bible and we neglect them. In, instead of going to God and saying, I'm hoping in these verses... So make them come true. Make your word true in my life. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. 
All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment. And in light of this topic, we're talking about God and His Word and how you can take it to the bank. What is the exact opposite of that? Not keeping your word and taking it to the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) It's us, human beings, especially in the culture that we live in now. We're so afraid to commit to things, and we don't keep our word about anything. No. Whatsoever. Super not committal. I always say, like, people ask me, like, hey, I got this thing in four months. You know, can you guys book that date and keep it? I'm like, "Mm, four months. There's a lot of potential better things that could pop up. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in four months. I'm like, well, if you say that you're doing this now, then you won't schedule anything else. And I'm like, ah. Not completely true. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's because that is what we do. I'm going to come until I find something better. That's our every right, relationship yeah. I have now is like that. No offense to anybody that has a friendship with me, but essentially that's how I feel like I'm treated. So I don't treat anybody <laughs> different. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh, we're going to get together. Oh, cool. Oh, I can't. This other thing came up. Oh, what's that other thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I can't maybe next time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. I feel bad though because some people have genuinely asked me to do something and I really have a reason. Yeah. I'm a busy guy. You know, I got to make money for my family and do, I play gigs and do all this stuff to make, and, you know, a guy I work with, he's like, Hey, you should get together, you know, with the, with the wives and everything. And I'm like, Ooh, every time he's asked me, I've had something going on. And yeah. I feel like he, he probably thinks I'm dodging him, but it's really like, like, no, I can't commit to that because I have something else already committed to. Not like, I just don't feel like it, you know? <laughs> That was me as a single person. I was in a perpetual state of deferring commitment to some other time. <laughs> like for real. Like you know, you never. Not, you, yeah, yes. You know, you're not. You're not completely afraid to commit. Like the minute you decide you're going to go. But <laughs> I'm fine with committing then. But like you know, up until that point, no, we just got to defer this commitment. You know, defer it. Yeah, it's better off. You know, or the other alternative is the most scary thing where you say yes, I'll come, because you really feel like you should go. And then you're locked in, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I've even blown that off, too. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely do prefer, prefer someone saying they're not coming and then saying, oh, uh, I think I can make it. I'm right. like, okay. Then someone saying, I'm going to be there and then not show up. Yeah. Like, especially if you get married, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if they say they're coming, they better come because you're paying for their food. That's right. That's a whole other unbelievable topic that we could talk about. And uh, we're talking about how we don't keep our word, but God keeps his word. And when we read the Bible, there are so many precious promises, you know, great and precious promises, like the Bible says, that he's going to fulfill. And there's so many things in the Bible that can help us wherever we're at. You know, um, something that Spurgeon talks about is like, if you're struggling with sin, there's verses that talk about how God's blotted out our transgressions and he's removed them from us. You know, if we're struggling, just being weak and, and we feel just beaten down, you know, God gives strength to the faint, the faint-hearted and the weary. You know, there's so many things in the Bible that can teach us and help us and encourage us. And we turn on Dr. Phil. <laughs> you know, we're like, his word is gold. You know, oh my he, goodness. It's, <laughs> now, what you're doing is, you're good. Oh, I don't even want to imitate him. He's so annoying. Well, Oprah said so. All right, that was I Need You Now by All Star United. You know, we read the Bible and there's so many stories of men and ladies who take God at his word. Um, you know, like I was thinking about, um, just, you know, I was thinking about Peter walking on water and, you know, he, he took God at his word. God's like, step out of the boat and walk on water. You know, if that was me, I'd be like, okay, logically speaking, I know that I'm going to sink when that happens. (laughs) 
but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to obey you into this situation. And he must have had such a relationship with Jesus that he knew that Jesus was going to not let him drown. And he did that and he stepped out and Peter walked on water, which was great until he realized that, see, until he started doubting God and looking at his own strength and then he sunk. Um, classic example of what we're talking about tonight because the Bible is full of um, comments from the Lord and um, truths and promises and things that are straight from God's mouth that we can, like Peter, get out of the boat and trust him in that situation. And, you know, we don't often do that. You know, what would our lives look like today if we really took God at his word? If he really said stuff to us and we really stepped out of the boat and trusted ex- every little word that he said to our with our whole being what would that really look like in, a, in our lives because i know that as soon as my outside surroundings get a little bit weird and a little bit rough i start doubting god i start doubting what his promise says because if i was really if i really believed it i wouldn't re- it wouldn't phase me that stuff wouldn't phase me i would be like you know so what you know so so what you're going to throw me into a furnace, <laughs> you know, uh, I know God's going to be with me, you know, and that's a promise that I have, you know, the promise is don't fear not for I'm with you, you know, no, but, but what happens if, are you really going to be with me through this really rough situation? You know, we doubt, you know, we don't really take God at his word. And I think if we did, what an amazing, um, impact we could have on this world and what an amazing life we would have because we would comp- you know, his yoke would be easy and his burden would be light. I think we'd have a lot less angst in our life if that was the case. And um, essentially what it comes down to is, do we believe God? Yeah. When he says something, do we believe it's truth? And um, where do we find what God has to say to us? You know, we have so many opportunities and so we're like, oh, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what God's will is. Yeah. Like, Well, where are you looking for it? Are you looking for it? Uh, you know, in some guru magazine? Are you looking for it from your girlfriend? Are you looking for the will of God in the thing that you want really bad for yourself? And you're like, well, I hope this is the will of God. Fortune cookie? Yeah. <laughs> God's word, it's all there. And, you know, it sounds so trivial to be like, oh, you need to read the Bible more. And I say this again, like, it seems so simplistic and so fundamental. But ah! <laughs> it's it's not, like... We think about it like, oh, that's that's just that's a cop out answer. When people say, you know, you just need to read the Bible more, and you're like, no, that's not. I'm not happy with that. You know, and like Fred was talking about that. You know, the other day I was talking to him, and he's like, no, that's not a good enough answer for me. But guess what? Yeah, it is because it's God's word, and He's going to speak to you. Brent was talking about Peter and how he believed God's word when Jesus was like, come out in the water, and he took the step of faith. And um, another example of that, and he's very well commended for. We talk. You see these heroes of faith. What is faith but taking God for what he says and, and acting out in in light of it, in the hope of those things? And um, Abraham is a prime example of that. It actually says of him that he believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. God told him that at 100 years old, well, he was younger than when he told him, but that he would have a son and out of his descendants all the nations of the world I mean just more than the stars of the sky more than the sand on the seashore that they would come from him and he's like my wife is old I'm old she's really old though (laughs) you know how's this gonna happen it's not he can't but it says you know what he believed God 
end, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. The fact that he took God at his word made him a believer. That was his faith. And, you know, that's a very important thing. When you take it to that level, God's word is here for a purpose. And it's up to us to put our faith in it. And if we don't, then what does that say about our relationship with God? And what's interesting about Abraham is that when God did fulfill the promise and Isaac was born, he then asked him to sacrifice him. And it says in Hebrews, which is an astounding verse, it says that um, because of the promise that God made him, that Abraham concluded that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. He knew that God was going to fulfill his promise, that his descendants would come. And even though he would have to take this step of faith and sacrifice his son, he knew that God's promise would come true because Isaac at that point had no sons. So how could his descendants fill the nations, you know, and fill the world other than the fact that he knew that God's promise would be standing firm, even if it meant that he had to raise Isaac from the dead. That's crazy. That's, I mean, that's taking God at his word. Even when it doesn't logically make sense. And even when it doesn't feel right, too. We a lot of times get our emotions in the way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Skillet, One Real Thing, and that's what we're talking about tonight. You know, the realness of Jesus Christ and, and the realness of His Word and what it is. And, um, you know, I just want to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Um, you can read about who we are and listen to some past episodes and unbelievable segments and where you can listen to us online and things like that. So I'm just encouraged tonight to to be challenged to li- to actually take God more at his word in my life. You know, there's a lot of situations. I'm just God speaking to me even tonight that says, you know, this is the situation you're in. You don't see the way out. It doesn't make sense. And, um, you know, take me at my word. Trust me in this situation. You know, when you don't feel like you're being forgiven because you just feel like a loser and a failure, you know, Jesus has forgiven you. And that is true. Believe that. Live on that. Count on that. You know, when you're struggling tonight in a situation where um, you feel weak and you don't feel like, you know, God's going to bail you out of this. God is there for you. He never will leave you and forsake you. That is true. Take it to the bank. Live on it. Um, whatever situation it is, look in his word and find a promise that applies to you and then live by it. And that's that's just what I've been encouraged to do tonight for myself. Yeah, I, I can't stress enough the importance of getting in the word. Even if you, you don't know exactly where to read or what it is, if you come to God and you say, God, I need to know what you want for me. I need to know your promises and God, I'm going through this terrible time. And in your word, what I know of it, it says that this is what you're going to do for me. And I just ask that you would do it. Honor your word. God can't, you know, he's not going to go back on his word. He can't deny himself, it says. And his son is the word of God in the flesh. And, you know, it's just amazing to think about that. The fact that we have all these things put in place from God. And he says, if you believe this, you'll live. If you believe this, then we are going to be together forever. If you believe what I'm saying and live the way I'm telling you to live, then you're going to be in the right place. You're going to live with me and have peace and joy and pleasure forevermore and so many other things that we can't even, I mean, we don't even have enough time to get into, but God doesn't break promises. If he does, then you're worshiping the wrong God because my God doesn't break promises. And, um, 
you know, just because our the promise that we want to be kept might not be what's best for us, we we act like oh God's mean or whatever. But God is true. Men are liars. We need to put you know our faith in the Word of God that stands forever. Not one jot or tittle or dotting in the eye or crossing of the T will pass away from God's word. And that's the thing that we need to remember. So let's get into it. Word. Until next week. <laughs> Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.